Good afternoon, family. Welcome to another episode of Documenting Dreams. This is episode 10. Episode 10. 10 episodes. I'm so excited because I have Miss Marquisia Jacobs here who's going to tell us about who she is, what she's doing in the community, what's up, what's coming up for her and her passion to inspire um, aspiring cheerleaders, tumblers, and youth in her community. And I don't want to take away from all the goodness that she's going to share with us. So I'm going to let you jump right in. But before I do, I do want, you know, listeners to know that this is a podcast (laughs) that is coming from yours truly the principal owner of just be llc and i continue to grow myself through my association and leadership in toastmasters.org specifically eagle seven early risers we meet every saturday 8 a.m to 9 a.m and i'm just so grateful for the opportunities that exist when i decided to become a part of such a great organization to build upon speaking skills and um, so many other things that have happened as a result so i don't want to be remiss um, by not saying that that's part of the reason that i've arrived at this place and i get to be in the presence of people like miss marquisia jacobs who's going to tell us about herself and introduce some of the things she has coming on coming up and again this is episode 10 so marquisia Yes. Welcome. Welcome to Documented Dreams. Tell me, if you had to okay. give us your elevator speech, what would that be? Um, Janelle, that's a good question. <laughs> um, so to be honest, all this is new for me. So um, I really want to know what to say. But what I would say is, um, my name is Marquisia. I'm just starting um, my own business called Georgia Premier All-Stars, where um, we teach all-star cheerleading to girls four through 18. Um, this is my passion. This is something I always wanted to do in my community. I just felt like that was my giving back to my community because cheerleading is my passion. And you know, people have their own ways of giving back. So I felt like cheerleading was my way of giving back to the community so next year 2024 will be our season one um we're we're still in our startup so yeah we're just getting things together and hoping it all falls in place before may 2024 (laughs) well you're well on your way you have a plan you have a vision and i'm sure you're aligning yourself with the people that will help that vision come to fruition because you do a great job of identifying and, and knowing who key, what key players can help you um, become successful. So I'm super proud of you having the, the idea as well as taking a chance on yourself and building a business because it's so important for us to see more African-Americans and African-American females taking a chance on themselves and building their brands and showing other, um, other races and communities that we can do it too, as yeah. well as, you know, our community. So I'm grateful for that. Um, Thank you. Okay, so you arrived at this place at some point, and I think we all have a story to tell. You know, one of my recent posts on LinkedIn was tell your story. And so if you were going to tell your story or have someone else tell your story, where would that story begin? Um, I think it would start at that six-year-old girl from Atlanta, Georgia, being an only child, feeling lost. Mm. Um, 
that girl was lost until I found Trillian because I was the only child. I didn't really have all my siblings, not siblings, all my cousins and my aunties were a lot older than me. So nobody wanted to hang with a six year old and everyone else is 12. So I was kind of lost until I got into Trillian. So my story was start a six year old girl lost, finding her way to a group of sisters that I'm still sisters with to this day. They helped me grow into a woman that Sometimes I can't believe that I am. <laughs> nice. So you, you surprised yourself in many ways. Yeah. Yes, definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. Do you think, would you have been able to feel that surprise had you not been attached to, like you say, your sister's, you know, cheer? Do you, do you think that you would have found it another place or cheer would had to be the place? Um, I think I could have found it somewhere else because I do have friends that are not cheerleaders. So I probably mm-hmm. could have found it with my other friends or with well now my siblings because along came the siblings right 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 but, yeah. <laughs> so I think I could have found it somewhere outside of my cheer sisters or cheering cheering good, good do you think you did find it somewhere else later on outside of cheer or was it always in association with um I think it was always with Mm, no I won't say that um so I think I did find it outside of cheerleading because at one point in time I did stop like once I became a mother I was like yeah cheerleading is over for me um it's so much that you can do with cheerleading at 25 30 so I think when I got to a point like 27 28 I was like maybe it's over maybe we should just try to do something else mm-hmm. because it's maybe you should adult another way so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I kind of, yeah, so yeah. yeah. But now you're finding your way back to, you know, a way to connect. So, you know, mm-hmm. how did that feel to figure it out? Or when did you figure out, you know what, though I, I have to adult, I still can, you know, tap back into that special place for you. It's actually funny. I was at work one day and I was standing, so we are in a new building and I was standing at the microwave waiting on my food. And I was just doing a cheer from college and I'm like, snap out of it. (laughs) But I kept going and I'm like, kept going. So it just kept happening. Like anywhere I go, if I'm just in a place of quiet, I'm just busting out doing a cheer in my head or trying to think of the words. So I'm like, you really still have a passion for it. Like you really want to do it. You really want to be around it. So, and then I go to high school games and I'm like, oh my gosh, I miss it so much. Yeah. then when I go back for homecoming, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is <laughs> this is what I'm supposed to be doing. So yeah. it's like the passion left, but it always finds its way back. So I'm like, maybe that's mm-hmm. what you should be doing. That's definitely what yeah. you should be doing. Yeah, that continued to resonate. So you cheered in college? Yes, I did. All four nice. years. I went to I went to college on the chilling scholarship. So yes. Which was okay. unbelievable for me yes. at the HBCU. When I got there, she was like, oh, you definitely get my chilling scholarship. So I was like, Okay. Wow. So does it, so of course HBCU. You gotta shout it out. What's that HBCU? The Benedict College in Columbia, South Carolina. Okay. The Benedict. So Benedict gave out gave you a full ride. Like how would it was half half ride? It was a half half ride. ride. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. So So a half half ride. But still, (laughs) the fact that it was cheerleading for one, we don't usually hear that, and they offered you you know a half ride. It doesn't matter. The fact is they right. give you free money, right? Yes, and at a private institution. At a yes. private institution, specifically a historical black college and university. So how did that 
impact your college experience or just you know so now we have cheer your passion yes. is met in a place where you're going to grow and develop in this unique mm-hmm. way so tell me about that experience um cheer at the collegiate level was I always have to say it was like one of the best experience so it took me all over the world like places I had never imagined going we cheered at the um jet stadium my freshman year in a classic and I'm like wow oh, like it was just yeah it just opened my eyes to a lot of different places um it was just amazing even not knowing that that they did offer chilling scholarships just to even be thought about like that because they don't yeah. really give them out often right so when my coach brought it up to me, I'm like, I didn't even know that was a thing. And she was right. like, yes, it's a thing. And I'm like, oh, well, if I deserve it, I'll take Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But it just it just opened my eyes to, like, the world is so big. It's not yeah. just Atlanta, Marquise. It's different places. And you can yeah. meet all different kind of people that are interested in what you're interested in. Yeah. And that was just eye-opener for me, being from Atlanta, moving three hours was away and mm-hmm. it was just eye-opening yeah so okay now we're going on a whole <laughs> different level now right a whole different direction in this conversation because we're talking about college you're talking about opportunity to cheer you got half of your school paid for while you were there somebody saw something in you in this space and you're three hours away from home right and you got to see some things that you might not ever have had an opportunity to see in mm-hmm. the collegiate space. So let's just kind of tap into that. Just, just, mm-hmm. Let's just go into that. Mm-hmm. Okay. How important is the college experience? Oh my gosh, that is super, super important. Mm-hmm. Um, I honestly don't know what I would be without Benedict. Mm-hmm. Honestly. Yeah. Like I made some lifelong friendships. I learned some things about myself as a person. Yeah. Um, the education was great. I had supportive professor professors, advisors. Yeah. My chilling coach to this day, we talk almost once a week. Um, it was just an experience that for me was I'm forever grateful for. Yeah. I, wouldn't change it for the world like any people be like you think you would have went to another school no I would have stayed where I was at because the experience I re- received oh my god I'm forever grateful I'm forever grateful yeah. for that and then you know did it feel a lot of times you know we choose certain settings because of the feeling that we get and I know for me I had this one little blip on the the screen <laughs> where I thought I want to go to a PWI trying to be rebellious my whole family went to mm-hmm the North Carolina Agricultural mm-hmm. and Technical State University and <laughs> yes and so I had this moment where I was like no way everybody else goes and mm-hmm, it, mm-hmm. I mean it was such a blip such a blip mm-hmm. and but then I started thinking I was like you know what in the world would you want to start out in your collegiate career you know not being at a place where it's already familiar you know um I grew up going to homecoming you are a family person and mm-hmm. so shifting to a and that's no knock on a PWI because in fact I ended up going up a graduate school. I went into mm-hmm. graduate mm-hmm. school. So I knew I needed both experiences, right? But you know, I came from an environment where, you know, I was always one of two, maybe three. Mm-hmm. Oh, if it was mm-hmm. four, it was a celebration. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you know, and for our listeners, when I say one, two, three, or four, I was the only black, you know, person right. in certain classes. And so and that was most of my, you know, um, elementary up to high school experience 
And so mm-hmm. to get back to a good core and basis was so important. And I didn't realize how much I had, you know, not valued that until mm-hmm. I got there. I was like, girl, you were tripping. <laughs> I'm right. Blue and gold. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah. But I'm so glad to hear you say that. I'm so glad this is coming up for us in conversation because every episode there's something that comes up and we, you know, kind of go off um off script a little bit Mm -hmm. to talk about because you never know who needed to hear that message, right? You know, my goal and and, and our intentions are for somebody to take something away from each episode, something a little bit unique, uniquely different. And my prayer is that there's some student or there's some person that might be questioning you know, whether or not, you know, they should go to a PWI, go to an HBCU, mm-hmm. you know, if they're a minority student and there may not be funding, but look what happened mm-hmm. when I actually stepped on the campus. Right. Somebody believed in me and said, oh, I got some free money for you. Let me, you, you showed up in a way that says, yes, you deserve yeah. it. And so I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just so grateful you shared that. That, yeah. that has truly made me smile. Again, this is the reason why we got to, I'm here, you know, documenting people's dreams. It's either dreams yeah. are forward or dreams they had in the past. And so you were following a dream of staying in the space of cheer and it happened through school, college, mm-hmm. and now you're going to start a business. So let's dig a little bit deeper. Um, so then what would, what would you say is your personal mission now? Is, what is the thing that you are truly passionate about happening, you know, as you go forward? So um, definitely... So that scholarship piece was big for me. Mm-hmm. So not knowing that that was offered back then, I want my girls to be able to go to different schools. And mm-hmm. even if it's not just to get a scholarship or try to figure out if there's scholarships for them in cheering or anything that they're interested in doing. So scholarship is something big that our program will have um will be added to our program. And then in our program, once you get to your senior year we want to help you partially with this mm-hmm. with the scholarship that we can mm-hmm. help you for four years if you go to a hbcu or a pwi mm-hmm. so that's something we would like to give each girl that's going off to college if they decide to cheer or if you go to a book or room that's something to help them out yeah because i was helped so i feel Absolutely. like you know, that would help. yeah standing in the gap as we say yeah, yeah for sure yeah. so who would you say believes in you the most um, I would say my son, but my mom. <laughs> yeah. My mom is my biggest believer because I, I'm not going to say she lived through her kids, but she do. Um, she always wants to push us farther than what she wants. Mm. So she is one of those people where when I say, oh, I can't do it, I don't think it's going to work. She's like, yes, you can. Mm-hmm. Why can't you? Mm-hmm. Keep trying. Keep trying. Yeah. Don't say you can't. Just keep trying. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's the push I need. But she is my push, mm-hmm. my all in all. Yeah. Yeah. Were there, did you have, keep going back to this college thing, it's resonating. <laughs> when you were in school, you know, how often did you need that push from her? Or was there somebody that was with you at school who kind of not took her place? but was there to be able to be the additional voice that you might have needed? Oh, my cheerleading coach. Okay. She is, she, I, I call her mother, because she is my second mom. She, okay. Oh, if I could tell you a story. Um, she <laughs> was there. So it's funny because when, and I'm getting back to collegiate, I'm sorry. Uh-uh. But in high school, I actually 
was supposed to go on a, a cottage tour to Benedict, but I didn't have my permission slip signed. So my teacher was like, call your mom and ask her, can you go? And I, she was like, yeah. So when I got to Columbia, it just felt like home. Mm. It just felt like home. And once we got on campus, she was the first person I met. Not knowing that she was a Chilean coach because she's also the dorm director, the freshman girl's oh. dorm director. Okay. So she just had this motherly spirit about her. And I was like, you know, she's gonna be my dorm director if I come here. So yeah. I was like, okay, yeah, her might be, you know. So I didn't say anything to her during the tour, but when I came my freshman year and I tried out, me and her got really close, like really close. So she was like my go-to and still yeah. is my go-to and I just can't seem to get it together. Or mom, yeah. like she gave me her push. Now I need Miss Mills push. So it's like, <laughs> nice. I, yeah, so she was definitely my go-to. It was. She really helped me get through those four years at Benedict, yeah. her and my mom. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So, you know, with that question, one of the things I love to ask people about, who who's in your starting lineup? Hmm. What you mean? Say that for me. So, again. you know, we have, I call them my elite eight, are my okay. closest and best friends who okay. hold me down, they held me okay. down, they continue to, I get to be my most authentic self with oh, them okay. and they're my, sounding board or you could say my board of directors um in some sense you know in basketball you have your starting lineup you know mm -hmm, what I mean mm -hmm. or your okay. best six man um okay. who would be in your starting and it doesn't have to be five or six and you also don't feel pressure to name them but maybe name some of their attributes okay I can name them um and I can get some of their attributes um my best friend since kindergarten okay um she is my no tolerance friend mm -hmm. like okay i can come to her and i'm like having a bad day she's like snap out of it mm. and i'm like oh gosh i know i should have <laughs> came i should have made i might should have went to my other friend but no she's my no tolerance friend yeah so yeah. i can't come to her and not have a solution if i don't if i want to have a conversation with her right. so i messed up so what's the solution that my teacher mm -hmm. that's the type of friend she is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um my next one is my best friend since sixth grade. She is my um, no judgment friend. Mm -hmm. No, it's it's never any judgment. It's come as you are. Mm -hmm. She's like an open book. Like come as you are. However you feel, just let it out. That's mm -hmm. how she is. Yeah. Um, and then my cousin. Um, I can just be me. I can. It's no faking it it's no sitting yeah. quiet we could just be each other it's just it's just a real bun I guess because mm -hmm. we growed up together it's like a mm -hmm. sister cousin bun as they would say yeah so with her I'm just I'm just me yeah um and then I would say my college best friend mm -hmm. we are um she's my college best friend and my chill sister so we cheered all four years together yeah and me and her are the same person, which is crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, we act just like, and sometimes I, I honestly think like, we shouldn't give each other advice because we the same person. <laughs> but we, <laughs> we we give good advice, but we are totally the same person. And she was just like a push for college too, because mm. she was coming from different a different background and I was coming from a different background and just to get to know each other on that kind of level in college. Mm -hmm. um, it was it was it was beautiful. It created a beautiful mm -hmm. friendship. 
I love that. I love that. And everybody is distinctively different. Yes, definitely. Yes. You need that versatility, right? Yes. Yes. Everybody can't be the yes person. You know, yes. Find yourself doing so the same I know thing. who to call. I know yeah. who to call for certain. I like the way you said that. I know who to call. Absolutely. Yes. Man, that's a yes. blessing. That yes. is a blessing for sure. For sure. Yes. Okay, so what is your first or best childhood memory? Um, my first or my best childhood memory. Um, this is crazy, but I would say when my mom had my little brother, I was so glad not to be an only child anymore. I was so glad. Um, I thought he was a girl, but he was a boy. So I was kind of upset when she brought him home and he was still a boy when I had been hoping he was a girl the whole time, but he was a boy. Yeah. But I was so happy to be a big sister. Like I wasn't alone anymore. Like I had somebody that can I could play with and I had somebody that I can look over and look up to, even though he was younger than me and he can look up to me. So mm. I was so glad when <clears throat> he had my brother. I think that was my best childhood memory. That's nice. You were adding to your family. Yes. Yeah. So what's one word to describe you? Describe me? Uh-huh. Ooh. Or is there one word to describe you? Thank you so much for <laughs> um you can say what comes to mind i mean you know if there's more than one word i mean i would say persistent um i would say persistent because when you're persistent you're going through something and working towards something at, at the mm. same time mm-hmm. so um in the past two years, I've dealt with a lot, but I've still been trying to push through that. So I think that's when my persistent come, come, comes in because last, last year I lost my brother. Mm. And that is really when I wanted to put my all and all into the business. Like I was mm-hmm. like getting ready to sit down and get it together. It was the summertime. I'm like, I'm about to get everything together. Yeah. And then everything came crashing down. Mm. So it was like, oh God. But I learned how to be persistent when I'm in certain situations or certain things are happening in my life. Just continue to push through because you got to yeah. keep pushing through. So yeah. I would say persistent. Oh, that's good. I like that. So in your persistence, <laughs> what legacy do you hope to leave? Or what is your legacy? Um, I just want to be known for trying to help people. Mm-hmm um helping others just helping people I think that's a big part of my passion too Mm -hmm. um I I always feel like I need to help somebody and I think that's why I'm in the career that I am in now Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I always feel like I need to help someone um because growing up I seen that with my mom and my grandma they were always helping others like in the church really big helping the homeless we would go out and feed the community on certain holidays. So I think my legacy I want to leave is helping people. Like she was a genuine person that literally loved helping people. Like if I can't help you, I don't think I should be around you. Like if I can't bring something positive to you or leave you in a better place when I leave, I shouldn't be around you. Oh, that's good. Yeah. 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 I want to leave you better than you were before Mm -hmm. I came. So yeah I feel that and I can appreciate that that's definitely you know something that I try to 
do and sometimes I feel bad if I didn't you know right yeah <laughs> you know it's like gosh you know God you know me you know my intentions you know are good even my frustration mm-hmm. and it, in my frustration if I can like to your point of being persistent and consistent and trying to mm-hmm. do that then you know that's something I definitely want to do um that's good so I want to get ask you I want to share a quote with you and then you tell me okay. what comes up for you okay the best is yet to come mm-hmm. what does that mean for you the best is yet to come it's always something bigger mm. it's always something bigger um the best is yet to come for me I mean it's something bigger coming for you don't be don't dwell on what's going on there because something bigger is coming. Something mm. better is coming. Um, so, and I, that's crazy that I say something bigger is coming because I, every day I, when something goes wrong in my life, I always say it's bigger than me. Mm. Or when something doesn't go my way, Marquise, it's bigger than you. Like if I get a no from a contractor, it's bigger than you, Marquise. Mm. So I like the best is yet to come because it kind of makes me feel like it's bigger than you, Marquise. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's the quote that came to mind when I thought about you. I was like, I want to see what she feels when she hears that. I just feel like this is that's the quote that I need to share with you. Oh, I need and find out, <laughs> find out what it means for you. Um, that's what, and genuinely, that's you know, I do what I feel in that way, yeah. and that that's what I felt coming up for me oh, to share with you. So, that. yeah, I love that too. Um, okay, so <clears throat> who is the person? that's in the trenches and they get the least amount of credit. It's in the trenches holding you down, but they get the least amount of credit. Ooh, my grandmother. Mm. My grandmother. I would definitely say my grandmother. Um, Having a son right out of college was a lot for me. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you just now get into that place where you're free from school and you're Mm -hmm. free from everything you're ready to live life and finding out that you're expecting was something different. Mm -hmm. Um, so my grandma was that person that just held everything down. I, some people like, it's your mom. I'm like, no, it was actually my grandma. Mm -hmm. She is like, she, I should have said she gives me that push too, but Mm -hmm. she, she's definitely holding me down and sometimes I feel like I don't give her enough credit because because of how I'm feeling that I that I would usually go to my mom and ask her or give her advice when I really should be going to my grandmother who is wiser have been through a lot of things mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. can probably point me in the right direction but I definitely don't give her enough credit mm-hmm. nice if you had an opportunity to do that when, would you go ahead and tell her all the things or would you just you know keep it simple I'm like grandma you, you deserve all the best you know sometimes we um want to make it a big you know celebration and all that people mm-hmm. are giving your flowers while you're here yeah. um do you think she would appreciate the, the big celebration or would she want you know just to hear the simple words like thank you like what what how would you best honor her um I think she'll be okay with the simple thank you. Mm-hmm. I think she'll be okay with the simple thank you because quite often I don't say thank you. 
I'm usually like, Grandma, I need this. So, Grandma, hey, you thought about this? So, Grandma, you want to do this? So, Grandma, and I'm never like, just slow down. Yeah. And just thank her for what she already did. So, yeah, I think she'll be okay with a simple, just thank you. Mm. That was very vulnerable of you. Like, because, you know, Grandma was so precious. Yes. (laughs) You know, and we... We want to make sure we honor them, but to be able to say that that's what she needs and for mm-hmm. you to, you know, be able to say, you know, honestly, I, I don't say it enough, you know, because mm-hmm. sometimes we assume just because somebody's older, we have a close-knit family or whatever, mm-hmm. that they're getting all the things that they need from us. But to your point, she just want to hear thank you. Like, just keep, yeah, that's you know. it. Right, sometimes grandma's time, you know, we yeah. forget that they, which makes sense right they're getting older and time is one of the most precious gifts we have um and so I think it's important that we you know honor people the way that they would want to be honored whether it's simple or you know in this case you're saying it's simple but even if they want it big like let's honor them Mm -hmm. um and so I think that's super sweet and very vulnerable of you so I honor you for that as well all right I just want to say what what is the hardest decision you had to make and who did it impact the most the hardest decision I had to make and who did it impact the most mm. this might be another vulnerable moment <laughs> um, the hardest decision I think I made was becoming a parent Mm-hmm. becoming a parent and I'm not saying it in a bad way I'm saying it in a yeah. good way yeah becoming a parent and not being and not doing it the correct way and when I say the correct way guys mm-hmm. I'm saying a two-parent home a marriage mm-hmm. that's you know you want that mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so I think that was the hardest decision for me mm-hmm. and it, it impacted me Mm. it didn't impact anyone else because I always felt like when I did get if I ever got into a situation like that I'm not gonna blame anybody else it, mm. it was me it, it was all me I can't blame nobody yeah. but me yeah. so it was a hard decision knowing that I wasn't ready mm-hmm. but when the time came I knew then that you, you had nine months to prepare yourself mm-hmm. so now you're ready and you know what to do and you yeah. know how to manage you just gotta stay the course so I think that was the hardest decision I made then, not knowing how to be a mom, not knowing what to do, not knowing if I was going to have a support system like I did. Because yeah. in my mind, everything was negative. Like, if I go through this, nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to be mm. here. Dad might not be here. His family, It was just a lot of negative because you don't know. It's yeah. you just, you're going through the unexpected. So yeah, what I was so proud about when it all came together that my support system turned into the best thing I had ever had Mm. and to this day it's like wow you really Mm -hmm. had these all these negative thoughts and look at you Mm. the best you got the best yeah the best you You got the best support (laughs) system ever yeah yeah like the best support system ever so I think that was it wasn't the worst decision but it was one decision decision that I was hard on myself about Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah definitely not the worst The, the hardest I can definitely see that. I mean, yeah. even, you know, providing a two-parent home to children, right. you know, it's still hard to, <laughs> I just think about the <laughs> the decision to say, I want to have a child is a mm-hmm. hard decision. <laughs> yes. <laughs> because, you know, it, it is no longer about you. And it's no longer you, about you. It's, 
it's bigger than you, as you said earlier. Mm-hmm. And you know, now <clears throat> you're a parent for life. That never ends. Mm-hmm. That, never <laughs> that is never ending. And so making that decision and accepting mm-hmm. that is, you know, inevitable that you, it, it never mm-hmm. ends. It's yeah. huge and definitely sometimes goes without saying, but yeah. <laughs> it is absolutely rewarding even when you're finding the reward in it yourself. So yeah. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. Okay. Mm-hmm. This part of the show is called okay. Finish These Statements. Okay. All right. So I'm going to read some statements and you fill in the blank. Okay. All right. I am excited. Mm. My favorite song is Love Ballad by LTD. I don't know that song. I have to look that up. Oh my gosh. I, I, I know I'm, I'm embarrassed and I love music. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me more later, friend. Uh, okay. My why is My why is because of Gina. People think I am, but I am really intimidating but I am really shy Ooh, okay I get really nervous when I have to talk in front of a lot large crowds okay when I hear blank I am running to the dance floor look if you both <laughs> that's that A in you baby <laughs> and an HBCU experience Oh, okay. <laughs> so not mad at that. I feel that all the way. All right. I know all the lines too. Dream girls. Okay. Can't stop, won't stop. Pocket full of records. <laughs> I, think, I think that's what he said. I think that's what he said. <laughs> Wait, I can't hear you. Wait. That was good. Yeah, okay, okay. I said it could be anything in that. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was good. Okay. okay. Oh, good. Mark, thank you so much for being here. You have oh, no, thank you. so much joy. Oh, thank you. And if I be completely honest and vulnerable on a day that was very tough, I was yes. having a rough day today, and you have absolutely left me better than I was feeling before we began. Thank, thank you so much. Yes. That moments of my heart. Yes. You. So you are a living legacy. A living yes, legacy of that. So, but yes, thank you so much for being here again on episode 10. Super excited. We're almost concluding the first season and I can't wait to release it for people to hear all these dreams that, you know, I'm currently documenting and people are being vulnerable and just cool and funny and being themselves and sharing some of their deepest thoughts and dreams in a space with me and I'm eternally grateful for you being one of those people so I wish you all the best I can't wait to have you back and hear how it's going tell me the name of the business again Georgia Premier All Stars Georgia Premier All Stars y'all get ready season one make sure we let's go let's go Well, thank you again. Take, take, thank take you. the absolute best care of yourself and your dream. And I look yes. forward to hearing more very soon. Thank you again.